Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I've found another pathologically positive, optimistic person. I know you're all going to be shocked and surprised because I tend to find these people. And this one is Thad Cummings. Thad comes to us from the great state of Michigan. He is a consultant. He's an author. And he is on purpose. And I think that your story, Thad, is uh, certainly going to contribute to our conversation here today. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know you've got a whole story. And I don't know how far back you want to go. But as, as we were getting to know each other a little bit, um, I heard a common theme. And I don't mean, you know, common for you or common for me. I mean common for humankind where stuff is going along and surprise, something happens that sends you on a whole different course and it feels at the time that it's not the way that it should be and then in retrospect, you look back and it's exactly what needed to happen. Can you share with our listeners just a little tidbit of your story, where you're coming from so that we can put some context on this? Absolutely. I... um. I, I just decided that I was going to quote unquote save the world. It was um, a response to some trauma from my childhood and, and things that were ingrained into me that I was going to uh, prove a lot of people wrong and uh, and and define my worth and value in the impossible, right? And and saving mm-hmm. the world um, because then I would therefore become enough. And. Uh, I, I took it to to an extreme early on. I went to college. I started one company um, after after years of struggling and and trying to build a successful business. I got some breaks, and uh, I, I did become quite successful. One business turned into two, two turned into three. I had a nonprofit and social Michigan missions, and and you can kind of quickly see where this is going. Um, I was definitely crushing it based on the American standard success. And a part of me actually believed that I might make an impact uh, uh, of towards saving the world. Change the world, save the world. Your evil plan was uh, working. Yeah. And uh, then some things happened. Um, Started with my health. You know, there's there's only so much you can do, you know, on living off of coffee and not sleeping and working 80, 90 hour work weeks for years on end and the stress and mm. that kind of compounds. And um, uh, I, I found myself facing my own mortality at a very young age. Um, it it uh, The health issues ended up compounding all the way to uh, systemic candidiasis and hemochromatosis and these other issues that that they kind of exasperate each other. And I, and I found myself, um, facing my deathbed. Um, my my family was splitting. They had, you know, had enough of, of me working every day and never being home. And, um, and then the businesses started to implode on themselves and I was forced to walk away from everything. And, and, and the reality was, um, 
I, I, I went from this, this notion of quote unquote, having it all defined by the American culture of what success is to, to losing literally everything, um, that I had in my life that, that, that defined me. And, um, I just remember waking up that next morning of, you know, lying in an, an empty apartment in downtown Grand Rapids. I was sleeping on, uh, my camping mattress pad cause all the furniture was gone. And, and that cell phone that went off 24 seven day and night was silent. And, and I, I realized that the world had in fact continued to move on without me. And that next six months was what I always call my six months in hell. And, and, and I went to a therapist diligently every week and, and dived into my story and the pain to uncover it and say, uh, you know, that this, this can't be the whole story. Yeah. And, and, and what I found on the other side of that was I actually had more joy when I had, you know, in essence, nothing. The time when I should be the most anxious, most fearful, uh, you know, the most afraid of what is bringing. I found more joy in those moments than when I ever, quote unquote, had it all. And, and my journey since, uh, you know, through the books and, and the workshops and the retreats has been, uh, to help other people change that narrative and understand a greater perspective of, of what life is and, and, and what we, what sources of vitality can we actually bring into this world? Hold on. Your world falls apart. Everything up in flames. And you found joy. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> you it's know, surprising, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's so many confounding principles that, that we wouldn't, you know, be able to ever cover in a, in a single conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, some of, some of the, the, the brief snippets that I would like to, to share quickly are what I had even found in some of the basis of, of fear. Like my first book is, is called running from fear. It's titled on this notion of how fear controls all of our lives and our decisions. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of fear in this ability uh, to control things, right? You know, my life, my house, my insurance cars, whatever, whatever these things that I box into control and steer life the way I want. Um, but then also that fear of control of, of the fear of not being enough, right? My worth, my value, and um, I, I equate that more to advertisements, right? An advertisement is to convince us that we are not complete unless we, you know, buy this outfit, eat this diet, live in this neighborhood, you know, for the low, low price of $9.99, you can become complete. But, right. you, you know, I found in, 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 in a very, very toxic way, well, you can never come become complete in that because next month, next year, you know, there's always going to be new outfit, new diet, new kitchen appliance, whatever it is, and you can't mm -hmm. keep up. And, and in this journey through, through the forgiveness process, through facing the pain and the humility of it all, I, I, I learned to actually understand these fears. Where were they coming from? How are they impacting my life? And in understanding it, working through it, right? Like through things like the forgiving process, I was unable to let go of them. And they were, they were releasing those barriers of control in my life. And in releasing that was where the joy began to return because I was no longer determining my worth and value on all these external things. Mm. And you had 
the interesting blessing, I'm going to call it that, Mm -hmm. of having these things wrenched away from you. You know what, Thad? I had a similar experience uh, years ago when I found myself in an economic crisis. And you, you know, you talk about losing everything when it's taken away from you or when you lose it. And you don't really have any choice in whether you hang on to it or not. You discover that there are still things that you're hanging on to. Mm-hmm. And you just beautifully illustrated that this process for you allowed you to consider, maybe for the first time, that you could let go of some things. Yeah. And it's interesting how our life circumstances sometimes wrenching that out of our hands, you know, physical things or health, property, whatever it is, and it's just gone. Then you get to really take an honest, authentic look at what it is you're hanging on to. Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, you're talking about taking inventory, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think the, the true reality, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Paul, I'm an extremely stubborn personality. I needed to lose uh, everything in order. It had to be everything or nothing, right? I mean, what I, it would go, take, huh? I had to go all the way down in order to change my perspective and my worldview. But, but what I often explain to people, and I, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative uh, construct, but Mm-hmm. If we can see that there is a gift in losing everything or even the gift in losing anything, um, when we can see that those outward elements, right, that theme, that those don't define us, then we can re-engage our society, our relationships, our work from a more authentic, true place of wholeness within ourselves. And that is the essence of, of where I find joy. It's such a paradox yes. that you find, you find your purpose, you find your meaning, you find your life as you consider letting it go. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, um, sometimes it takes a little more of a harsh lesson to get us there. But wow, what a consistent thing. I've seen this as I've interviewed people. And you know what? <laughs> When you were in the thick of it, when you were in the hard part, there was something in your mind that told you, wait a minute, this can't be the end of this story, right? (laughs) There's got to be more to it than this. And I have seen that very consistently that I've, everyone that I've interviewed, every inspiring story has a hard part in the middle. Yes. It doesn't feel like the middle when you're in it. Feels like the end, you know, the oh, the end of the world, yes. And yet, you see that you come through it somehow. Uh, fear, you mentioned fear earlier, and there's a belief that sustains every fear. I got this from Dr. Susan Jeffers, who wrote a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And the title's almost better than the book, but the the point that she made was that every fear we have has a common belief. And that belief is, I can't handle it. Yeah. And you think about your fears, it kind of comes back to that. And maybe we learned that as kids, you talked about childhood issues or things that 
that were kind of ingrained into your mind as a child, that as we carry those forth into adulthood, it doesn't always serve us well. And you discover through your experience that you can handle absolutely everything that comes your way. I mean, that's good news, isn't it? You know, I, I often think about, uh, for, for my faith tradition, there's, there's uh, this verse that says, you, you know, the, the parable, you must, uh, a mustard seed or a grain of wheat must die in order, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to spread in it. I'd heard that so many, you know, dozens of times, but it took me physically going through that journey to ever have the, the slightest inclination of what the weight of those statements actually mean. Mm. I wonder that, you know, you and I are engaged in a process of, I, I like to call it illuminating the obvious uh, <laughs> where we, we get to call things to people's attention from our own experience, I wonder if we can learn it vicariously, if we can have the wisdom or the humility, perhaps, to listen to the experience of someone else, to observe that, and to make conclusions that are more truthful in our own life. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's possible. <laughs> Because otherwise, we get to go through all the hard, expensive lessons to get there. You know, I would say, I, I actually sat with a gentleman yesterday who's a, a, a trauma therapist, mm-hmm. and he did not actually come from a traumatic background, but it was still this beautiful reality uh, of this gentleman and how he dived into the field and, and still ingrained mm-hmm. himself in it to learn and to help uh, these children who had experienced extreme traumas that he will never, never face. And, um, you know, I often explain to people, you don't have to break your arm to know that it hurts. Mm -hmm. And, and when, when you're sitting with a group of people, empathy is not necessarily something we are born with is something that we, that we have to learn and lean into and grow and build throughout our lifetime but it is one of our greatest opportunities to actually connect with another human being is to feel their pain. And when we can, when we can let down our barriers to feel their pain, it allows us to engage our pain as well. And we can learn in those moments together to say that you are not alone. Right. There are so many principles that this is bringing to the surface for me. And as we come back from this break, I think we'll dig into what what are some of the practical applications that we can get from this. Folks, this is Thad Cummings today at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose.
drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. Thad Cummings at Live On Purpose Radio. Thad, you're doing it. You're living on purpose, man. You know what? That's got kind of a fun double meaning to it. Um, that that we have a purpose, obviously, yeah. right? And that we take that on intentionally. So our life experiences sometimes hand us exactly what we need to get a little bit more clear about the purpose. Do you remember a time in your life when you were thinking that the purpose was something very different from what you understand it to be now? Most days when I wake up, I find myself having to reorient myself. I, <laughs> I, I will be completely honest. Everybody always jokes and says, you know, oh, you, you, you wrote a book on fear. Are you free from fear? And I said, absolutely not. And I never want to necessarily live a life without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my pers- perspective and my relationship to that fear, you know, that changes. And um, it, it, it makes me think of this, this beautiful gift of realization you were just talking about that we all have purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I, um, I have found that part of this, this, this beautiful process of healing and redemption, not only with ourselves, but in our relationship is, is to realize that we all have purpose and that can be really difficult sometimes in a, in a culture where we are, we are really bent on independence, isolation, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, prove your worth and dignity. And, and some of the things that, you, you know, like to, to keep my humility in check when I wake up in the morning, I say, okay, I, perhaps I was a little bit off yesterday. Maybe I wasn't as kind as I could have been, or, you know, you know, when I do some deep reflection on some of the things that went wrong, if I'm having any maybe resentment or anger or judgments within me, you know, when I have to reflect on where that came from, sometimes I have to sit there and realize, well, wait a minute. I, I didn't grow the cotton. I didn't sew my clothes. I didn't, you know, ship those across, you know, the country and purchase them. And, 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 and you can tie that into the the water we drink and the food we eat. And, and my cell phone does not work because I wish it to be so, right? right? There is this infinite interconnectedness in all of our communities and our societies. And part of that is to realize that we all have a purpose. We all play a role in that. And then simultaneously, that then opens the door um, to tackle some of the harder conversations when you can see the gifts of the purpose and everybody else, uh, we can also then be more likely to share our grace and humility on not only them, but then ourselves for some of those struggles that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. This journey that you've been on, it's taught you a lot of things about your own purpose as you were just illustrating about the interconnectedness that we have with each other and how we don't even get dressed on our own. Yes. Honestly, there's what a couple of hundred people who helped us to get dressed this morning. Yes. When you think of all of the the minute details that go into it, 
um, you look around yourself in the room where you currently are or in your car or wherever you are while, you, while you're listening to this podcast and and the gifts that have been uh, put into your life as a result of the talents of other people. And it's as, as we were talking about earlier, Thad, it's such a paradox that sometimes we get to come to the brink of losing it all or feeling that we have in order to realize the abundance that is all around us. And that helps us to break free from those fears. Yeah. As you've shared your story, Thad, you've been able to, to assist other people to find that liberty, that freedom that comes as we, as we get past the fear and the stress and the anger and the anxiety, those things that keep us so bound up sometimes or insisting that the purpose is something other than what it actually is. Yeah. What would you recommend for our listeners? Some of them are at different stages of this discovery process that you've already been through. And I think you could save us a little bit of time and pain <laughs> if we were humble enough to just receive what your wisdom is along these lines. What, what would you encourage people to, to do? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and connect a couple of dots here for us because I, 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 I always give the disclaimer that I'm not an answer man. I, I, I don't have the answers and I never pretend to. One of my gifts that I found in my purpose is that I'm really good at opening the conversation for others to see the answers that already exist within themselves. Mm -hmm. And one of the suggestions that I would start with um, is, is the gift of the forgiving process. Um, it's, it's often the hardest process, but if you're able to get through that, I tell people you're usually able to get through just about anything. And, mm. and, and the reason why I would say that this is so important is because think of your emotions like a radio knob, right? We often think that we can suppress the pain and the despair and somehow stay with the joy and the grace and everything on the positive side of the spectrum. But emotions are connected together. And if you try and suppress pain and, and, and the fear and the anger and the resentment, you're also going to numb out the opportunity to experience things like more joy in your life. And, and so when you look at something as difficult as the concept of forgiveness, not, again, not only to people who might have hurt you, but to the ways in which you need to forgive yourselves, it's it's. It's not always the easiest conversation, but our opportunity is actually to see that. And, 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 and one more disclaimer, forgiveness is not always about saying justifications. That's not what I'm trying wow. to argue for at all. But, but the opportunity that in, in the forgiveness process is you are releasing that anger or resentment or those judgments or that pain and despair that, that that person had on you or that you have over yourself that's keeping you from, from rage more joy. Forgiveness is about letting go of that toxic within you. And so one of the, one of the beautiful, beautiful transformations, uh, you know, like say that we, we do this on our retreats, um, is, is when you build this narrative to uncover, okay, here's where, here's what my fears are. Here's where they came from. 
Then we process through, here's how I have passed them on into the world. The fourth step towards the end of the retreat is actually to enter into the forgiving process. And part of the best way to understand this in a, in a very brief snippet is in order to be able to forgive somebody, our greatest opportunity is actually to see that hurt people hurt people. We don't hurt each other because everything is going so great and I woke up and the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day and I'm going to go across the street and just yell at somebody, right? No, we, <laughs> we hurt people when we are hurting within ourselves because when I'm abounding and in joy and abundance and love and grace, I never have any desire to go out and hurt or impact negatively somebody else's day. Right. And so if I can acknowledge those people that hurt me were hurting themselves, I have the opportunity to see their pain. Now I can tie that back into the empathy and feel that. And when I can get to that point, I can begin the healing process of forgiveness. That then comes full circle to realize, wait a minute, that pain that I passed on to those in my lives and my relationships also actually came from a place of pain. A lot of us are hurting and when we can process through the forgiveness of, again, not only of others, but of ourselves, then we can lean into the final step, which is being more intentional about building those roadmaps to joy in our lives. Hmm. I love the simplicity of what you're sharing. And by simple, I don't want people to confuse that with being easy. Oh yeah, that takes us. That that'll take us a full weekend to get there. It's 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 a journey. It is something you have to lean into a lot of uncomfortable spaces, which will terrify you. Yes. And you're and here you are smiling, Thad. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there because I know what's waiting on the other side, and that's. That's really hard and it almost feels cheap to say that out loud in a quick interview. Um, but it's also one of the gifts of the opportunity that um, I get to now be on this side and share that back with the community to show that another way does actually exist. And even if it's as simple as this podcast or reading a book that to engage this conversation shows again, coming back to the infinite interconnectedness that we have, that we are not actually alone in our pain and our struggles, no matter how hard that can feel sometimes. That's right. And we're not, contrary to our own belief, we're not a special case. Yeah. These things apply to humankind, to all of our brothers and sisters here on the planet. Everybody. And What a gift. Yet it can feel like we're a special case when we're experiencing our own, as you labeled it, our own personal hell. Mm -hmm. As we go through that, um, there are smiling people on the other side. And, and as you have shared with us here today, Thad, thinking, ah, hang in there. If you only knew what's on the other side of this thing. Yeah. Uh, it, would, it would maybe give you the courage to face that difficulty. Yeah. It would simple, dissolve all that fear. Simple principles, simple and easy aren't the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so when you feel the fear, probably you're on the right track. 
Mm-hmm. Am I out of line saying that? That does that resonate with you? No, no. I I, I think when you can, it, it's one thing when the fear is controlling you and you don't realize it. It's another thing when you can realize and name that fear then you're on the right track. Because again, once you can acknowledge the fear exists, then you can lean in to understand where it came from. Then you can process through it. But we cannot process through those things that are withholding joy in our lives without first acknowledging them. And then secondly, understanding them. Mm -hmm. This could go so many other directions. <laughs> and we're up at the end of our time together for today. I hope that this, for you listeners, has, has created some ideas or that you've felt inspired to do some things. Thad, you've got some resources available to assist people with this journey. Um, I know you've got some books, you, you mentioned retreats, how can people find you and the services that you're offering? Where do they go? Yes. Um, uh, my organization is changing company. And, um, if you're interested in, um, uh, trying to lead a small retreat, I, I do travel out to the areas or do the workshops and, and speak engagements with the books. But um, mm-hmm. if you just go to our website, uh, changingcompany.org, uh, the contact info and everything is there. And I, I would I would love to continue helping and inspire other people to, to move forward on their journey. Oh, wonderful. You've done that today. Uh, thank you so much for your contributions here at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you. Folks, you've heard it from a man who's been there and is still pathologically positive. Bad Cummings at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you for being here, everyone. It's time now to go live on purpose. Purpose.